Most of the websites you go to are powered by content management systems. They're complex systems that know how to render web pages for clients. Today, we'll go over where they came from, how they work, and why they're useful. Welcome to Copec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. Let's start at the beginning. What is a content management system? A content management system is a piece of software that dynamically generates web pages based on content that was entered by various users of the system and stored in a database. So why would someone use it? They would use it because they don't want to have to create all of their HTML, CSS from scratch. So they don't want to take all their content, go format it one piece at a time, and then every time there's an update, have to know how to go in and edit the HTML to put the new content on. They'd rather have a program that knows how to take content and generate web pages already, and they can use a nicer interface than editing raw HTML to create their new content. So what are the different parts of a content management system? So generally, there's going to be three or four different parts. Obviously, there has to be a web server, and that's going to be a standard web server, just like you'd have for a static site. So that'll be something like Apache or Nginx. Then there's going to be uh, the actual content management system itself, which is going to run as a program on the web server. Usually that program that is the content management system is going to be written in something like PHP, sometimes Python. Then there's a database. The database usually resides on a separate server, and the database is where all the content actually lives. So the content management system is a program that dynamically runs every time a web request is handled, and it goes to the database, pulls out the content, and then takes the content, turns it into an HTML document that can be sent back to the web browser that requested it. So you have at least a web server, a database, and then the content management software itself. The content management software itself is usually running in a scripting environment like PHP or Python. So you could call PHP and Python part of the equation as well. Are there a few different content management systems that are particularly popular? The most popular content management system in the world is WordPress. A lot of people listening to this show probably have used WordPress at some point. I mean, as a user, of course, you've certainly been to websites powered by it. It powers something like 40% of all the websites on the internet. It's a huge amount. So WordPress is by far the most prominent content management system, and it's easy enough to use that just about anybody can get started building a site with WordPress. One of the great things about a lot of these systems is they're really designed for many different users. So they can work in enterprises, they can work in schools, they can work on collaborative sites. And so WordPress is one in particular that is really user-friendly. So if you have a site and you want to make it easy for multiple people to edit pages on the site, to add their own content to the site, WordPress is a great choice. Other popular ones are Drupal, Joomla. Those are some of the popular open source ones. Then, of course, there's proprietary sites that build content management systems as part of their package and host all your content in their cloud. This would be something like Wix or Squarespace, they have their own proprietary content management systems that you use when you pay to have your content hosted with them in their cloud. So really there's two categories of content management systems. There are open source systems like Drupal, Joomla, or WordPress. 
Then there are the proprietary systems that sit in private clouds. How does someone know which system to use? A lot of people just choose WordPress because it's kind of become a default in the industry. It is so common, it is so popular, it is so widely deployed that there's no hosting provider that doesn't have support for WordPress. And it's just like anything else in software. Once people become comfortable with a particular interface, a particular platform, they're unlikely to want to change if it's good enough. So WordPress has kind of become the default. Now, WordPress has its limits, although people have used it for just about everything. So there might be some other management systems that are easier to use for particular niche applications. And that's why all these others continue to exist. There might be some that have some performance advantages over WordPress, although there are many ways that WordPress is deployed to improve its performance. And then the only other difficulty with WordPress and a lot of the other open source systems is actually getting it set up in the first place. So if you don't wanna go and create your own web server and put your own site up, then you use usually a hosted system. And that might be one of those proprietary sites like Wix.com or Squarespace, but there's also hosted versions of the open source platform. So you can go and sign up at WordPress.com, for example, for a WordPress installation that's already pre-configured for you so you don't have to worry about any of that setup of getting your own server, installing WordPress, making sure that all the supplementary software like the database engine is hooked up to it. So if you wanna have kind of a set it and forget it solution, you usually go to one of these cloud providers and that just makes your life a lot easier. So that might be for someone who isn't a software developer. That might be a really good option for them. Yeah, somebody, you don't even need to be necessarily a software developer to install a lot of these open source systems. You just need to have be a little bit technically minded. But for somebody who's a little more tech phobic or just doesn't want to have to deal with things as they change or get upgraded or need to be maintained, then using one of these hosted cloud providers makes a lot of sense. Are content management systems extendable? Yeah, they often have a lot of customization options. So for example, WordPress supports plugins. And because it's such a common platform, there are a ton of different plugins, everything from something that'll automatically back up your site to something to handle commerce, to something to handle shipping, to something to handle forums, anything you can imagine, any kind of site you wanna create or any kind of functionality you want on your site, there's probably a plugin for WordPress to do that. It's one of the great things of having such a large community. So they're very extendable. And of course, you can write your own plugins. There are particular places where there are hooks within WordPress so that if you are a software developer, you can actually go and modify or add to the functionality of WordPress. They make that really easy and the best content management systems do. So what you'll see sometimes are a sophisticated site will have a lot of customization. Somebody won't just be running stock WordPress the developers of the site will have gone and created their own plugins or actually gone and modified WordPress itself in some ways to better accommodate what they need to have done. How do content management systems develop a look and feel for the websites that they're working on? Yeah, so if you had just a static site, what you would have to do is write your own HTML and CSS and you would be line by line figuring out how everything's gonna look. Most content management systems support what are called themes. And these are packs that you can get that will stylize all of your pages for you on the fly. 
And so there are going to be tons of themes for any of the popular content management systems. For example, WordPress, there are whole websites that are marketplaces just for WordPress themes. So anything you can imagine that you wanted your WordPress site to look like, there's probably already an existing theme to make it look that way. And some of the themes are more optimized for mobile. Some of the themes are more optimized to sell something, so more of a commerce site. Some of the themes are more optimized for something that is more like a journalistic site. There are themes for different content categories. There are themes for different kinds of devices. There are themes for different kinds of commerce. So there really are a plethora of themes to choose from for any popular content management system. So very rarely would somebody have to go and hand edit HTML or CSS to really get the look and feel that they want for a particular content management system. Usually they're just going to be installing themes. So really, you know, you have so many different ways of reducing your workload. That's why so many different sites use content management systems. So you might be asking, what are the downsides? Why would anyone ever not use a content management system? What are the downsides? The main downside of a content management system over a static site for a site that just basically has content is performance. Because the content management system dynamically generates all of the pages that you browse on a site, that takes up more CPU time, that's more expensive and resources than just having static HTML and CSS documents that you just shoot across from your server to the web browser. So performance is the main reason that there's any use of static sites over content management systems for heavy content sites. That said, there are ways of getting around this. So there are caching facilities and there are plugins that do caching for content management systems like WordPress that if a site hasn't changed recently, why should it have to be dynamically generated on the fly? Why don't we just have a version of it that's the most recently updated version and have that cached and just directly send the HTML CSS that represents the most recent version instead of having to generate it every time. So it really depends what kind of site you have, whether or not this kind of caching makes sense. Let me give you an example. If your site is a forum, maybe caching doesn't make that much sense because every time you cache it, by the time you go back to it, it's changed because people are constantly posting new posts in the forum. And so the content is constantly changing. So there's not really a lot to cache there because you, if you cache it and then the content changes, your cache is no longer any good. So some sites are not really easily cacheable. However, most sites that are pure content can be easily cached and then you're kind of getting the same performance almost as a static site. So there's not a lot of downside then. So really, if you're doing anything that includes a lot of content or content that's going to regularly change, there's not really any reason not to use a content management system. Anything else folks should know about content management systems? I'd say two more things. One is that like any sophisticated piece of software, content management systems can have bugs and they can also have security vulnerabilities. So it is actually something you have to kind of keep up with and you have to make sure it gets regularly updated and patched just like any kind of other piece of software that you use regularly or especially that's sitting on a public web server. The other thing is you often get very wedded to whatever content management system that you choose. You don't. It's not easy to go and take all of your content that's already been inputted into let's say WordPress and go move it over to Drupal and have your site be 
seamlessly transition from one to the other. So you really should do your research and make sure you're picking the right content management system the first time so that you don't have to go do a difficult and painful transition from one to another. The truth is that the default of the web has become WordPress. It is the most common content management system by far, and it's really a solid choice for most things that people are doing today. That doesn't mean you shouldn't explore others but it's a very safe choice. There's so much support. There's such a large community. There's so many themes. There are so many plugins. And there's so much documentation and tutorials and every hosting provider that you can imagine supports it that if you're not sure which one to choose, it's a pretty safe default. All right. Thanks for listening to us this week. Rebecca, how can people get in touch with us on Twitter? We're at Kopec Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S. Thanks for listening to us, and we'll see you next week. Bye.